guess that means I'm supposed to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, you could just let it roll. Can't wait for you to edit this one. It's gonna be glorious. It's gonna be a wonderful 16 minutes of podcasting. Episode 153, 4, damn 54. it, Fantasy Football 54. Breakdown Podcast, thank you for helping me, Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast, seems like it's the fourth one I've done apparently, but 154, Swags is here, always trying to correct me, what's up buddy? What's up? I, I just want to make sure, we. I just know you're not, not good at numbers. Math, math is not my strong just suit, here for 100% numbers. Uh, agreed, thank you. And as as we've been wanting to do for a long time, and he finally thought we were cool enough, we're bringing on Mr. Uh, Dynasty Outhouse himself, Russ. What's going on, dude? Yeah, finally, your last episode was good enough to make it seem like it was worthwhile for me to come on. So, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun with John. <laughs> when in doubt, bring Hogue on, and the rest will follow. That's right. The Hogue train. That was a lot of fun, but today we have a... It's not just the Trade Addicts anymore. It's the R&R show, right? Russ and Reeves. Gotten two now. What else do you do? That's it. No, you should talk a little bit about the live show, though. I, mean, uh, I, I took over Dynasty Game Night also, so yes. that's my show now. What? <laughs> as an amazing host, as always, guesting, so that turned right into the real-time gig. Love it. Yeah, just pretty much, I think, John and Mac. Patreons do a, a live live video session during that and take take questions. Last week, two people just got to take over the show. Yeah, Brian and I were feeling pretty lazy and didn't really feel it. That's a lie. I didn't have power in my house, and <laughs> Brian had to had a scheduling conflict. So I feel like now that we have the whole Patreon thing going, like it's kind of shitty not to have an episode. So I'm like, hey, who here wants to actually just be on a podcast? And two people said yes, and they hosted the show for us. They did a great job. It was a good show. Yeah, definitely, was, definitely was, different it, flow, but good show. It was okay. Don't give them too any ideas. You know, well, they're not going to listen, so it's cool. <laughs> 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 and then just recently, you started the, the the show with Jesse Reeves out there. Yeah, R and R Dynasty show. Uh, that is just that's just some fun. Uh, every Thursday, at 10 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we talk about whatever the hell we feel like talking about. But in the YouTube chat, you know, we take questions, and if anybody feels like it, they could jump on and talk with us, ask us questions, or let us know how they're feeling about stuff. Amazing swags. Well, you were. It's your turn. I, I turn I turn it over to you as I'm gonna eat some lunch because I'm I don't want to get too hangry. Oh, I thought that's what you were doing the whole, the whole last few minutes. All right. So I wanted to, I kind of wanted you to talk more about the show with uh, Reeves a little bit because I mean you said it's just for fun, like just being the key word, but I mean this is all just for fun, right? Oh, absolutely. That, that's the only reason I do any of this. So, I mean, that's one thing that, I mean, people may not have heard of as much to this point. I mean, hopefully they've heard it from you talking about it on Trade Addicts, but I mean, maybe they tuned out for a minute. Like, maybe we could, I don't know, go Look, check that out. if you're tuning out, out to sure. Trade Addicts, then we have to have another conversation yeah, altogether. You WTF. To every second of my show. Look, DFTBA, everybody. <laughs> there part it is. Of, part, of, part of being Very awesome nice. is listening to every second of my show. You know Do it. not forget to be awesome. No, I, I mean, it, I was a fan of uh, Jesse when he was doing the youth movement, and when that kind of went away, it was just kind of crappy that he wasn't doing anything. So I'm like, hey, man, I mean, let's just do a podcast. Why the hell not? I have nothing better to do. My, really, what comes down to my family falls asleep early enough that I am still awake long <laughs> enough that I could do a po- another podcast. So 
let's just yeah, we threw that together. Uh, I, you know, I pulled Twitter to be like, you know, what people actually listen to, and everyone's like, just do some interactive stuff, you know. So I'm like, okay. You <laughs> and mean exactly what I've together. already been doing, but yeah, I'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So I tried to find a few trades and come up with some stuff. And then as I was looking around for trades, I also found just like a couple things that were trending a little bit because of some of the camp hype, I'm going to call it. Um, one thing that's going around a ton is Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. So I don't know, guys. I, I want to, we'll give this to Russ, but just. Easy question for you. Who finishes with more fantasy points, DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel? And we'll kick it off. Oh, I think easily DJ Moore. I, I mean, I like them both. I have both of them on a couple of teams, but I think it's silly to think that Curtis Samuel is going to overtake DJ Moore. You know, like, the Harmon bump is coming back. I mean, back when Tyler got in, he's worth like a first and a half. And that's kind of crazy. But at the end of last year, he was seeing consistent targets and was being used in the red zone when Olsen wasn't around. So... He's more than we thought he was, and that's enough to make me like him. So Olsen back healthy doesn't bother you at all? No, because he won't stay healthy. Answers. He's not going to stay healthy. Yeah, no, that dude has what? foot and back problems. There's no way he's staying healthy. I mean, Curtis Samuel was drafted, what, in the second or third two years I think ago? The, I think the second, yeah. Second, right? So it's not like he's jog trash there either, and maybe it just took him a little bit longer. You think it's just how these two are... Are utilized in the game plan, or well, yeah. I, well, I mean, they're two very different. Or is an awesome yak guy, so he's going to have the lower depth of target. Uh, Curtis Samuel is now apparently a good route runner and is apparently a body out a body outer guy. You know, words that I can't <laughs> use right now. But, I like it so far. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, they're two very different things, so I don't think they'll necessarily eat into each other. The only problem is always uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, because that dude's going to out-target everybody. But doesn't but, that affect DJ more more than it does Curtis Samuel, just because of how you said they get utilized and the underneath stuff? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I think it's just a and, market share problem in general. Uh, but if, Curtis, now that now that Cam's shoulder isn't, arm isn't falling out of his shoulder socket, I think he'll be able to throw more in general. So, I, I, I just, I think that offense will be good enough that everyone will get their keys. I mean, Curtis Samuel, you would think should be a solid yak guy. I mean, he comes out of Ohio state where he played running back probably more than he played wide receiver. And that was even the thing in the draft is we're going to find out where this team's going to utilize them by how they announce, you know, him drafting and they announce him as a wide receiver. But yeah, even after drafting McCaffrey that year, oh, even I was like, well, man, I still hope they give him a couple, you know, maybe jet sweeps or stuff like that. It seems to be where DJ Moore is kind of like you're saying, kind of kind of owning that spot on the field. But if are they close enough at the end of the year, right, and how they're scored for Curtis Samuel to be the right play? That although he is getting the harm and bump, he still seems to be quite a few rounds behind DJ Moore, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, at this point, yeah. Uh, if you're putting value wise, it, yeah, yeah, Samuel. Okay. Like close if I had enough. to choose one at price, I'd probably be taking Samuel, but. I'm also buying into the hype of all like the echo chamber saying that next year DJ Moore is going to be like a second round startup tri- uh, draft pick, and I get too excited, so uh, I end up buying but a few of him. If if Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore do finish similar, then does a DJ Moore actually see that meteoric rise, and or where does Curtis Samuel then go? 
does he continue to stay there because it's DJ Moore's team, even though they finished close enough? Or nah, I think if they finish close enough, they could both go up. They might not go yeah. as high as they would have if any one of them did, but they'll still is, definitely go higher. Is DJ Moore worth more than a random 2021st right now? Yes. Is Curtis Samuel worth more than a random 2022nd right now? Is he? No. Will you have to pay more to get him? Yes. Fair. And I think okay. that's where it is for me. I think the Curtis okay. Samuel price has gone up to a point where I'm not interested anymore. And I totally Trading get it. Might like, not be worth it. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, if he's already on your team and you've been hanging on to him or you ha- got a value wow. for him before this hype started, I mean, mm-hmm. we've always been talking about Curtis Samuel being viable in that offense. I think it's always going to be DJ Moore, though, in the end. I, I think that. Um, I Gosh, just pulled I don't up know. I don't ADP. want to go so far as to say this is a silly question, like DJ Moore versus Curtis Samuel, but I think it's kind of a silly question. I think it's easily should be DJ Moore, especially if you're looking at the future. I know I just asked for this year, but uh, I just think we're going to be a little too excited about Curtis Samuel. If, well, if, I mean, if, if you think it's close, why is it silly then? I mean, I get the long-term play of it, but it's. I mean, Curtis Samuel has, has been in the league one extra year. It's not like he's an old man either. Why can't these two grow together? And again, give they me can, the cheaper they can. piece I, I, I totally Give me the cheaper agree. piece if they're going to be close moving forward. So I don't right. think it's a silly question. I think it's, yeah. But it's about time right, yeah. all, all of that Seriously, you said I'm, up to the point where. Over me this entire time. I'm trying to bring up actual points. And you guys just keep going back and forth. Don't get me wrong. That's why I love listening <laughs> to the show. Seriously, I'm on it now. You're like, damn, this is frustrating. <laughs> this, this is what you this do is, at home, though, right? This is what I deal with, Russ. Yes. He's talking about you. <laughs> what, do you what do you want to say, Russ? <laughs> your turn. I forgot. Perfect. You've got it no, right on your phone. Can, yeah. No, I'm being nasty. Uh, DJ Moore is drafted at the at 36th overall. Curtis Samuel is being drafted at 93rd. Oh, wow. That oh, is a huge difference. Give me Curtis I mean, Samuel all day. I get the under the point, but yeah, I'm taking but, but Think about it. Like next year, if they score closely, DJ Moore drops up, goes up to probably the end. The, the second beginning of the third, he can't jump up that much more. There's right. he'll jump up to like fifties. Yeah. Sixties, fifties. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge jump. Can, so if, so right, Curtis Samuel top both. 60 in the sixties, you know? Yeah. Fifth I round. I don't, I don't think that's crazy at all. Next year. Yeah, definitely. Russ, can you play both DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel on one fantasy team this year? Uh, would I feel great about it? Probably not, but I pretty sure I have them both in trade addict sticks. Uh, which that's year. correct. So, you know, hopefully staring, yes. at, staring at your team. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Swags, great question. <laughs> I don't know if we answered it. Yes, we did. Move on. We nailed it. All right. So we'll stay on. there. I wasn't going to do this, but we'll <laughs> skip to a trade really quick from at T-Man. And this involves McCaffrey. So that's why I'm going to stay on the Panthers. Um, McCaffrey or uh, no tight end premium. Just uh, straight up here. McCaffrey. For Kittle, Sony, and Robert Woods. So, Russ, we'll start with you again. You got McCaffrey or oh. the Kittle, Sony, and Woods side? Oh, I'm going right. to need that one more time because neither one of us heard anything you said. Yeah, you just disappeared on us. All right. You said McCaffrey and then you just you said no tight end and then you just stopped. I didn't want you guys <laughs> to hear it. I'm going to take right. McCaffrey. So, we've got McCaffrey. No tight end premium is what I said. Sorry, McCaffrey. Or do you want Kittle, Sony, and Robert Woods? Oh, damn. So, you get... George Kittle, Sony Michelle, and Robert Woods for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if I need those starters, I take that deal. 
I like the yeah, I like the depth even in no tight end, but I feel like I, I'm probably going to stay McCaffrey, not knowing what else is going on, because it's McCaffrey plus whatever two bench players I'm putting up against them. But it's there's a good piece. Of- All right, so on that trade, I am taking the Kittle, Sony, and Woods side. Um, I, I think it's tough to get rid of McCaffrey here, but man, I'll tell you I what, see- man, if you don't get rid of McCaffrey, and man, I hate this narrative thrown in here but McCaffrey gets hurt when you could have had all these three pieces helping your team that's true and I mean just that that alone there and you get uh, I don't know where I'm gonna put him today but we'll say tight end three you still get a top 20 running back and they they is only gonna go up in value I think I'm not too worried about Sony he's not McCaffrey but and then Robert Woods who I don't know. He's an admirable piece. I'll probably move He's him. He's valid enough. Yeah. And uh, I'm so anyway, this one was one McCaffrey side, sixty eight percent to thirty two percent, which I was actually kind of surprised it was that far apart. Yeah, that's a large, large, large difference there for sure. So I really made a choice, but yeah. But and I get what you're saying too. To drink with the McCaffrey side, I mean, I think that's about what it takes. Like you've got to throw some strong pieces at the McCaffrey owner saying. to get him to budge. These are one of those top five dynasty assets you have to overpay if you want to make it happen because those guys don't want to come off of that player. So it's a strong offer. Let's talk about AJ Green super quick. I want to compare him to like somebody. Um, okay. Would you rather have AJ Green or Alshon Jeffrey? AJ Green. Yep. By how much? Decently. I mean, you're talking to probably going to miss in the same amount of games anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. I like it. So are we worried? Are we waiting right now to see if AJ Green is going to have to have surgery on the second doctor visit, or are we just all in, go out and buy him, assuming he's going to miss between? I'm going to say four to eight weeks. I'm not going to say six to eight. I'm going to say four to eight weeks. I mean, you like Marlon Mack more than I do. Just listening yeah. to you, whatever, and you're definitely on Tyler Lockett, but it's yeah, it's not the little... same kind of CMC yeah. offer we just heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And my team's kind of shitty, so I don't really need Marlon Mack on that team. And yeah, because that feels that feels like a, a one year, couple year rental. I know you don't like that narrative, but I'm, I'm keep. Oh no, I think it. I get it. I, I think there's a very good chance Mac is replaced with a bell cow next year because they don't have much else to really need to draft at first. You might as well get some dude that's just going to completely make well, your that's, offense awesome. That's the thing. Even next year, right? Like the you don't need to spend a first round uh, pick even next year on the back. The, the way we're anticipating that class being black but talent wise could be a round or two more than that you know what i mean when you're looking at it so i don't know that they need to go get um you know travis Etienne or something like that which good lord that'd be gross but i think they could get like a eno benjamin or jonathan taylor you know round two or three and crush it oh man if you get a wisconsin running back with that offensive line right <laughs> that's what they're <laughs> used to it just yeah. keep keep smashing holes Let's see. What if I change it to Evans and Lockett for Odell? Mike Evans and Lockett? Yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely think harder about that one. I think I could. I'm just not huge on Lockett, to be honest. Like, Is I it that just crazy? That, I mean, Mike Evans and Odell Beckham Jr. are pretty damn How are close, you back? too. I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is the one one fucking trade attitude that, that doesn't have the return That's yardage the first points one? that makes me like Lockett. You, a immediate, you immediately yeah. change yeah. that, huh? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, hold on. Hold on, we're switching. Well, I put the vote up for, I mean, I created one, two, and three almost around the same time. No, one oh, and two okay. around the same time. So we did the votes. 
And oh, gotcha. One voted it down, two voted it, and after that, I'm like, no, I like this, so I just put it in the rest of them. <laughs> I need Tyler Lockett to be more viable. I'm putting yeah, it in all my that's what it is. It was all about Lockett. <laughs> <laughs> nice swags. Um, You're up. And see, this is the kind of stuff that I think is crazy, and I think I've been low on carry on, but carry on or which I or Godwin carry easy, right? Yeah, over Godwin, come easy. on. And I, we have to talk about the fact that Riddick leaving that does absolutely nothing to carry on. I agreed. I'm with I, you there. Riddick, Riddick was kind I, of between, what was the the Saints and the Broncos? And some dude, so, I feel like, agree. Uh, Riddick right now is choosing Pitskos. You sound better This right is now. a trade I made yesterday. What? Um, you can try to guess what side of this I'm on. Devontae Adams and Malcolm Brown or the other. Antonio Brown and Derrick Henry. Ooh. I want the Adams side. I also want the Adams side, but I would. I think you took the other side. No, I'm on the Adams side of this. Oh, what a boy! And I'm the the Daily owner as well, so I got Malcolm Brown and Adams. I have. I also own Aaron Rodgers, so I got that stack. Oh yeah, I'm all about grabbing Malcolm Brown wherever, just because he's the cheapest, and I stick with they. They went out of their way to keep him there, so. If we're boosting up Henderson because we think Gurley's not going to play, Malcolm Brown's the one replacing him. I think Henderson's going to have a role regardless. So he's going to be like Austin Eckler. You know, Austin Eckler's going to have the same role whether Gordon holds out or not. But yeah, Justin Jackson's the one that's going to see the spike if Gordon's out. Yeah. Yep. I'm agreed. Three way. Oh, man. Oh, man. You got it. So anyway. So yes. I couldn't think of anything good, and I countered Odell Beckham for Mike Evans, twenty twenty first and twenty twenty one first. Man, Ooh. I'll take the Mike Evans side of that. I mean, me too. So I hope he accepts it. <laughs> and and I like to buy Odell if, Beckham if I can, but yeah. I mean, if you're, I'm a, if, I'm a rebuilding team. I have no reason to sell Odell Beckham, seeing as right. like he's young and a very good wide receiver. So I mean, I might as well make a pay if you want. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, I don't have to move players just because you want him in my team sucks. Nope. From Do or Dynasty, he's a Lindsay owner here. He uh, He's looking at acquiring Balaj and Royce Freeman, and he's giving up David Njoku. Not a tight end premium. Done and done so fast. Yeah, yeah pretty easy. Yeah, I'll take Balaj and Royce for Njoku. I think in a non-tight end premium, I don't even know. You got to pay that much. Do we do we think Njoku is even worth a first in a non premium? Nope. Uh, it's, Man, it's, I don't know if I give you justify. a first in a premium. Uh, in a in a premium, he just absolutely is because super young, raw, and athletic. But I again on a I, very good offense. I mean, I worry about that target distribution there too, though. I think you could do better for cheaper than I think. I'd rather yes. go get Austin Hooper. Well, I mean, that's absolutely always the case, but that doesn't mean it's not his value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but. I'd like to try to talk people out of going for that value and going for somebody else, and maybe that Nujoku price would hit a, a level where it actually meets the production he's going to give you instead of the name that he is. ASJ, baby. Yeah, I've also been grabbing Cooper everywhere, by the way. So, I agree. Um, Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say ASJ? Is that what you said? Yeah. You did? I did not say that. I did. I took a deep sigh. That was me. 
Oh, so I'm like, <laughs> I said, like ASJ. I'm like, were you talking about Austin Sterling Jenkins right now? Well, I just think that, just and exactly. I'm not comparing the two players, but I'm going to like compare the situation a little bit. And for whatever reason, we have those tight ends that we think are going to develop and we hang on to them a little bit too long in the value. And I think a great example of that is ASJ and how people were trading for him in so many situations that they tried to write a narrative for that was going to be positive. Um, hashtag Hunter Henry. You know, all those tight ends that we kind of wait for and we we crap on players like Eric Ebron who have done it and we go after players like David Njoku who have not. It's just, and it happens a lot in the tight end situations and ASJ is a good example. I think that Njoku is going to be more viable than that and actually have a career and team that wants him around, but way overvalued. Oh, Russ, he brought up Hunter Henry. I heard on Bold Predictions show, because I had to make sure I got it in before we had you <laughs> on, uh, your disdain for Mike Williams, and I wanted to throat punch you while I was listening, but luckily I had patience around it, and I, I, I can't felt do it that when I, the phone. I felt you it better. when I was reading it. I, 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 I throat punched myself for you, just because I felt it. <laughs> and I get it's a it's a bold take, but is it just... Oh, like, like you, it's, you, I believe what I was saying, but I just, you know, I kicked it up a notch just to sell it a little sure. bit. Uh, I think they're both going to score a ton of touchdowns. Well, I haven't to be listened fair. to that yet. Well, I have to go listen to that. And you said, uh, it came you out said this Mike morning. Williams. Yeah, you said Mike Williams, you know, should see an increased uh, number of targets, you know, but with uh, with your boyfriend Tyrell Gazelle getting out of there. Oh, but efficiency so going, but efficiency going down. Well, I think that's better situation anyways, but that's a different story. Um, but. Yes, efficiency goes down, but you don't think the the target increase makes up for that? I'm not sure or it's going to be enough just... to fully make up for it. And okay. Plus, I mean, he made his – he will have to score his points just very differently than he did last year in order to score more because, points. Because he's Hunter not going to get his... take some of them touchdowns away. Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not saying he can because, like I said in the beginning of that, I am absolutely team Clemson wide receiver, so I'm a Mike Correct. Williams fan. I just, uh, I was never happy with the fact that he landed on the Chargers, and I, this is exactly why. I think he'll do all right. I just think he could be better somewhere else. All right, fair enough. And then let's let's stay with your boy Tyrell Tyrell Williams. You, you you think that's you think that's the worst landing spot for him because the the Raiders I, won't be looking to throw as much, or like he's still the two there, right? Like yeah, he's the two. You weren't there. expecting it's, him to go be a one anywhere. I mean, I would have loved it. Like, I, I would have preferred him on, like, the Colts. 49ers or the Colts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, the Raiders, I think they're going to play more even uh, run-pass ratioed-wise. And when they do pass, I think they're going to feel the need to give Antonio Brown, like, 30% of those targets. So, uh, where do you guys realistically right, so see an Antonio Brown end the season? Like, wide receiver... Eight to ten, probably. Fifteen. Yeah, I was gonna say seven before he said eight, so I guess I'm eight. higher than you two, but yeah. I mean, no, I mean around there. I mean, yeah, yeah. mid. Swags went to fifteen, and I, I will take I will take better than that. Oh yeah, better than fifteen. Uh, let's let's just say <laughs> Melvin Gordon is there week one and ready to go. More rushing attempts this year, Melvin Gordon or Josh Jacobs? Uh, Josh Melvin Jacobs. Gordon. I'll give it to Josh Jacobs. That Chargers offense still goes through the running game, regardless of the fact that they have Philip Rivers. I still think no So, so just the offense being better and in better situations is why 
you think it's a worse situation for Tyrell to be on the Raiders? Because if if the Raiders aren't going to run it as much as the Chargers were doing, why like, would so Tyrell see think, increase? I don't think they'll run as many plays. I think he'll probably okay. see more than yeah. he saw in uh, okay. on the Chargers because I can't remember what town they play in. Um, <laughs> neither do their fans. Yeah, I was going to say, neither do they. <laughs> the quality of targets will also go down. Okay, that's fair. That's all I was wondering. I'll take it. That's, I'll allow it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Tevin Coleman or, or Penny for 2019? Uh, uh, for 2019, I'm going to go Tevin Coleman. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I am gigantic on Penny right now, but the problem is... Yeah, sell me on this. Coleman is coming. Coleman's coming into an offense he knows that is going to be a more dynamic offense, uh, and doesn't. I love Jet. I was a huge McKinnon guy, but I mean Coleman has the step on him in both health and knowledge of the system. So yeah. McKinnon's going to have to catch up and hope to earn the rest of those touches. Uh, Penny, even with a somewhat hurt Chris Carson right now, I still think. Carson's going to walk into a majority of the touches at the beginning of the season. I want, and I believe Penny will earn probably like a 50 50 split. And with the Seahawks, that's a crap ton of rushes. Mm-hmm. You know, 120 rushes for uh, touches for Mike Davis being gone is nice because, I mean, what JD McKissick is like the next dude on the Travis Homer. I mean, nobody, nobody knows who these people are. <laughs> How many. How many touches do you right. see for yeah. Penny this year? Over under oh, 175? Let's oh, do over, Penny first. Over 200, 175 for Penny. 220? Right, that is touches. my that would be my happy my happy zone. Seattle rushed the ball round. like five hundred and four times last year. Right. Yeah. I mean so I think I think Carson passes. assuming health yeah, will get into at least to two hundred and fifty of those touches. I think Penny will probably hopefully get around that two hundred rush yard uh, mark. Yeah. And then whatever passes he can get. How many times will Tevin Coleman touch the rack? Uh, uh, Safely wise, it feels like it's less to me. Like I feel like Penny two hundred. I feel like Penny has the safer chance of getting more total touches than Kel- Coleman, but yeah. it's close. That's yeah. close. I would take the Penny side of that as well. But I but agree, man. Penny, I think like you Tevin said, Coleman is a value, but but he's still yeah. the most expensive one there, and you're starting to see it creep into like the like the fourth, fifth, like. Aren't you? You're almost paying for ceiling at that point, aren't you? And you, we still expect some sort of rotation between uh, McKinnon and even Breda, like staying healthy, right? Oh, in ADP, and, Royce Freeman, Tevin Coleman, and Chris Carson all right next to each other. I'm really? taking Tevin Coleman over them. So you're taking Tevin Coleman over Chris Carson, who you just said would have more touches probably than Penny. Yeah, just I, I have more faith in Tevin Coleman staying healthier, which. I know okay. Kevin Coleman isn't the picture of health, but right. neither, is, neither is anybody that you just mentioned there. So that's fair. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, so I mean, I'll, so I'll just, I'll go back to preferring the San Francisco system. How about that? That's coming from a Seahawks fan, just in case. Well, y'all I didn't know. Right. Oh, I'd no, rather have Kevin Coleman <laughs> than, <laughs> I think I would go Penny Coleman Carson in that order. All right. Hold on. Let me look up where Penny is. Penny. Yeah, Penny is sixty-one overall. He's yeah, he's got to be behind. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. He's uh, two rounds ahead. Oh wow, ahead. Yeah, yeah I'm 60, not. I'm not going to pay for it. Those other three are in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll go the other way then. I'm definitely not going to pay up for it if we're seeing that kind of split. Russ, how many twenty twenty firsts to get Calvin Ridley from you? At least two. Would you do it for a twenty twenty one first and a twenty twenty first? Yeah, probably. 
it depends on the team. I don't know. See, it's so tough to sell young guys for picks. Because Calvin I mean, Ridley or DJ Moore? Uh, I mean, I'll take DJ Moore. Really? I'm, I'm trying to talk you into keeping Ridley here instead of taking those picks. But <laughs> no, I would have, I, in, in the real world, I would absolutely keep uh, Ridley over the picks. Because I was just saying, it doesn't make sense to sell a young wide receiver for picks. Because you're just hoping those picks are going to turn into nice young wide receivers. Which you already have. This yeah. was an actual trade from at Football Guru, and he it's actually Ridley and a 2022nd or a 2021st and a 2021 first, and the 50 50% even on the poll for this. So, player, oh, I, I take Ridley on that, player especially, with, this, especially yeah. with the second in, included. Yep, I'm on the Ridley side of that as well. Yeah, I was I'd actually surprised. Yeah. Yep. I guess. All right. That's it. Okay. Well, I thought you were getting ready to say something last time and I interrupted right. you. Wait. So Okay, no. Here, I got some stuff. I got a trade that I just did. Uh, what was it? It's in the Trade Addicts League. OJ Howard. So it's 1.75. I saw that. Yeah. So it's OJ Howard and a 2022nd for Tyler Lockett, Curtis Samuel, and a 2023rd. Um, so that would be a tight end premium league to yep. any of the 1.75. Yeah. But also, this is the point for return yardage. Um, Do you think that it evens it out because of that? Evens, no, but it, it gives Lockett it gives a, a nice bump. Yeah. And I think Curtis Samuel returns also. I think he should. <laughs> if, if he doesn't, he should next year. Does the side with Howard have another tight end worth a shit? Don't matter. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm I want that. Don't to use those words. That, I'll use those words that Swags hates. What are they? Potential? In a vacuum? Oh, the, <laughs> ah, yeah. Never used to I'm going to take the two wide receivers. Uh, and by the way, I traded away OJ Howard and I have shit at tight end right now. So I'll just, I'm, I have like five offers out to go get another tight end because I'm bored. Do you, do you worry about Howard just coming back off the ACL? Is it? Oh, no. I like Howard. I just was bored. And now he needs a tight end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not really worried yet. Um, it's probably it's getting close, week, though, right? Yeah. Like week two of the preseasons when I'll start freaking out. But like, do you, you run into time. the risk of, of, Either those players, you know, performing well and you trying to pay up for them, or... Do you have somebody who's targeting now? No. Well, hold on. Let me see what I threw out. Um, Trades. I threw out a third for Greg Olson, a 2023rd and a 2021 third for Delaney Walker. Hmm. So you're Um, getting a lot older. Yeah. I'm just trying to go for Ian Thomas. I like Delaney. Because uh, he's more expensive, and I don't feel like paying right now. Hmm. But I mean, he's, I, he's more expensive, but you're you're he's not like OJ Howard price. You know what I no, mean? You're not, not going all, into that realm, so you still get a viable tight end and those wide receivers that you just got for OJ. I think there's a good chance that the Ian Thomas owner is going to freak out when he's not doing anything the first two games. That are the two games that Greg Olson will stay healthy for. So I'm really just trying to find production for the first few games until I figure out who I really want. I think the mistake is assuming that Greg Olson is much more than a broadcaster at this point. I agree, but I think if he's out there, he's going to get targets, whether he does something with them or not. In a 1.75 PPR, who cares? If he catches three balls, it's a good tight end. Uh, Russ, I, I don't agree with you. I think that he's just a smoke screen right now. He's, he, I think he's good there. He's going to get, he's going to be on the field. I think if anything, he helps Ian Thomas out. You look at what Greg Olson <laughs> did the last couple of years while he was on the field. And, and I, and I know he was injured, but I mean, he still played, I think nine games. And then 
We have Ian Thomas come in for the last five or six games of the season after Greg Olson is gone, and he puts up more yards than him in that amount of time. I mean, Greg Olson only has, I think, 150 yards more than Ian Thomas over his last two years. He's he's not much while he's out there anymore. I think that it's just a, the opportunity is now just because those people believe in what Greg Olson isn't going to be. And I think that you almost just need to make it happen because, I, I mean, Greg Olson could be gone as soon as preseason and right away that Ian Thomas price goes up. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do it. What should I trade for? What should I offer for Ian Thomas? <laughs> um, I mean, would you be willing to part with Curtis Samuel, who you just got? I think uh, no. No? And maybe maybe he gives you something back? I don't know. You You mentioned some thirds. I don't know what kind of picks you have. Um, I, I believe in Ian Thomas a lot. Like he was from week think of- 13 to 17 last year, he was a top five to six tight end, depending on scoring. And that's with, that's with Evan Ingram being a top three and Kelsey. And I mean, that's the end of the year while these tight ends were going strong. And Ian Thomas was in that conversation. Are you a Christian Kirk fan? Yes, he is. There um, you go. Um, what do you think of Robert Woods for Christian Kirk and Ian Thomas? Well, I'd I'd want the Christian Kirk and Ian Thomas side. Yeah, that means it's worth sending the offer. Yeah, I think, man, it's worth it. Do you, do you think he likes Robert Woods that much? I don't know, but he has a decent team, so he'll. I think he has a lot of very good running backs, so I think he'll want the steady production. I mean, and I think now's that time when you can almost get Ian Thomas as like a, a pricey throw-in if you make the right offer. Like people have really kind of shit on what Ian Thomas did very quickly because of Greg Olson, you know. Go get Blake Jarwin, who finished the same way last year it, as Ian Thomas did. He's in that conversation as well, but even cheaper, maybe even on waivers, like dirt cheap, all because of Jason Witten, who's going to be better than Greg Olson, but he's not going to be the <laughs> the guy. Like, So, yeah, go get those guys. Super dirt cheap. Russell, what did you send out? I was thinking about doing What did Swag stock you on, too? Robert, I was going to do Robert Woods, Robert Woods, and a third for Christian Kirk, Thomas, Ian Thomas, and a second. I think Greg Olson's going to make Ian Thomas a better player. I mean, in the in real life, yes, yeah, sure, but I don't care about real Interesting. life. <laughs> while uh, while you're on here, how about I'm going to take this from a two minute breakdown question because it doesn't really work there. Um, what are the best and worst times to trade? I know I think we've all kind of hit this before, but um, I'm going to ask you, Russ, the best time and the worst time to trade. Um, best time always. Worst time, no such thing. Actually, the worst time is right now. Yep. Every, right? Everyone has everyone has stars in their eyes or everyone's, I'm just going to hold and wait to see what happens when they start scoring points. Right. Uh, you make a trade and the person immediately gets hurt or injured. I mean, there's just... Yeah, but I mean, that can happen anytime throughout the actual season. No, no, it can't. Or all of a sudden people want a 2020 first for Balazs or something like that. Or (laughs) like you want to you want to trade before you see things happening. You want to use your imagination a little bit more and and get, get make it happen before it happens. If you believe in something, go get it. Don't wait till you see Balaj start to have a decent camp and his price goes up to something that he's Running probably not in Hey, he took the first snap of training camp. Two firsts, no less. So, yes. <laughs> exactly. That was the dumbest thing I've ever read. I was looking for something as simple as, like, sell on good news. Right? <laughs> Buy well, on well, bad you, news. Well, you can, you well, know, if that guy's in your league. All over the place. 
if that guy's in your league, you hey, know. Buy buy low and sell high, guys. That's that's the kind of advice you come for, right? That's why you listen to Trade Addicts Pod right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Swags, what else? You got anything else? I figured I we were getting, getting there. Give me, give, give me something else. Give me one more, and then I'm going to jump into two-minute breakdown. Okay. And watch you edit this and me try to get you, move you along. Oh, my goodness. I apologize to you, Russ, for getting you on here and having such a shit show. But It's Russ's fault. It's my fault. That's All right, so I've got another one with a little bit of hype, and this is um something else I saw on Twitter. So this is Devontae Adams alone or Boyd. Hyde, Damian Williams, and a 2021st. Oh, <laughs> so that was Devontae Adams, okay? I have to change the damn the, question. The other side was Tyler Boyd, Hyde, Damian Williams, and a 2021st. Adams. All day. I mean, I, I mean, I love Boyd. Don't get me wrong. But that's, I, like, I can't even use, like, the quarters for a dollar thing. That's, like, a bunch of change you found under the couch cushion to that's try. Like, <laughs> that's like no matter how much you love Boyd, if you can go out and do those kind of things with players like Boyd right now, you go and do it. You break your heart yeah. and you say bye bye Boyd. It's just that I really like Devonte Adams a lot better than you. And yeah, yeah if, you, you here's, sell, here's one. Here's one I've been fighting with: Boyd or Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Really? Yeah, see, I think I, th- I think so too. Just if anything, he can I think be a wide receiver one on the team. I don't really necessarily know if Boyd is meant to be that because he was better with AJ Green there. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Russ, I'm super disappointed with you. I feel like you used to like Ridley more. <laughs> I, 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 He's not I even mad. To, I, He's just disappointed. Uh, <laughs> that I'm used to hearing. I, I, I talk a small game until there's a trade in front of me, in which case then I will just never trade out. Yeah. Fair. I like that. I like the sounds of that better. <laughs> I think Ridley's got such tremendous upside. Like, I don't even care about the three-touchdown game and how the points came last year. Like, the fact is the guy had a three-touchdown game. Like, how many people have done that? Michael yeah. Williams had one last year. I'm just going to fill yeah, I love Mike Williams, though. I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Trade Galladay. So. Yeah, you shut your face, Russ. Mute that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Russ's right. breakdown questions are slowly getting harder. <laughs> well, I've changed like I've changed three of them during the show because we either I wanted to say it or we got too close, or I had to change them out. So uh, these are a little questionable. Found, hold on, I just found a video of Calvin Ridley running around, so I'm staring at it. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, your questions look a lot easier than than uh, the Ho trains did. Oh, nice. pressure's like on. You now you'll never do it. Right? No. I'm terrible <laughs> under pressure. And and just for reference, if uh if a trade or uh, like rank em is involved in here, I'm just gonna do trade addict scoring. For so that or Edelman. PPR, 1.75 uh tight end premium superflex twelve team for those out there that don't know. And then now you can answer swags, which is not one of mine. Fournette or Edelman. I wasn't even listening. Fournette. Fournette. Right, yep. easy. Sheesh. Too easy. Swags, hit me with that music. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't tell anybody. Tell later. Russ, Carlos Hyde finishes as RB blank this year. 15, baby. So wow. gross. <laughs> do, do you dry your t-shirts? In the dryer, yes. Uh, rank them. Mike Williams, AJ Green, a 2021st, and Curtis Samuel. Uh, I'm still going to go AJ Green, Mike Williams, 2021st, Curtis Samuel. Did Noah bring woodpeckers on the ark? They fly. Why would they need to go in the ark? 
yeah, where did he store them? I don't know. Taking <laughs> frozen, taking frozen out of the equation. What is your favorite Disney movie to sing to? Oh, to sing to. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's got to be Moana right now, just because the amount of times I see it. But favorite Disney movie is actually Robin Hood. Oh, I love it. Yep. Uh, more likely to not be on the field in week one, Zeke or Melvin Gordon? Not, oh, Melvin not Gordon. likely. Uh, Melvin is, Gordon. There a, yeah, is there sorry. a better place to hold out than Cabo San Lucas? Where's your um, vacation spot? Anywhere that will give me drinks. I love it. <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen in a 2021st or Sam Darnold? Uh, for value, I'll take uh, Allen, but I'm not happy about it. I love Darnold. Yeah. Uh, give me DK Metcalf stat line this year. Uh, yeah. 50-ish, 904. Ooh, that's pretty does, nice. I like 900 does, does running yeah, I, the ball more result in better success in play action? Running the ball more, yes. Running it well doesn't matter. In honor of Shark Week, it's estimated that humans kill how many sharks annually? Um, 69. <laughs> that a boy. It's 100 million <laughs> sharks. <laughs> and... Last question. Have you ever caught a shark? No, I would not go near one. Why? No, no. I've caught lots of, I've caught lots of sharks. Uh, that's the weirdest thing I've ever, on purpose? Y- yeah, like fishing for them. I, that that sounds like a horrible idea. Oh, even uh, the very first year we did Breakdown, me and Swags made a uh, board bet that it, it was cookies made by him because he's baker. Or shark caught by me because I had like right before that I went out and caught like four sharks on a on a fishing trip. That was pretty fun. Um, yeah. So Carlos Hyde finishes his RB fifteen. Uh, once I heard that this morning, I, I, again, I get it's a bold take show, but I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so it, the premise is just that the offense it doesn't really matter who's back there, and you yes. see Hyde overtaking Damian Williams or Damian Williams getting hurt. It doesn't matter. Hyde stands himself. And the yes. offense produces a, fit, a top 15 running back. Yes. All right. Is there another situation like that? If you take the names off the back of the jerseys and running back, other teams that would do the same thing? Uh, I mean, clearly we've Pittsburgh. seen the Steelers do it. Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh out of it right before you could grab it. Is there yeah. another one? I mean, it sucks for him, but uh, the Chargers. Okay. Justin Jackson did just fine. I, you um, heard it here first. No Melvin Gordon. Justin Jackson's a top 15 RB play. That's from Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. He said it. That that's exactly what I just said. Yep. See? You're welcome. I don't think yeah, we Russ. should count on much at all from Melvin Gordon. Russ, tell him who you are. Get out of here. Uh, I am at Dynasty Outhouse. I host the Trade Addicts Pod with at Brian R F F and the R and R Dynasty show with my boy at Jesse Reeves F F. Oh man, I have to change like I feel like I have to I have an F at the end of my hand. Nope. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Don't do not succumb. Yeah, go check out uh, Jesse Reeves and Brian Haar. Swags is at DFF underscore Swags. I am at FL2BigMinimum. And this is the at FF underscore Breakdown Podcast. Lunch date edition, all fucked up. All edited out by the time you hear this. I hope you enjoyed the 15-minute podcast. Right? (laughs) I promise the other 40 was gold. Yeah, we were were awesome. We got at least 37 out of this. That's why you guys should be Patreon Plus members of the breakdown. You get all of it. Is that a thing? I'll do it. Let's do it. Let's start it right now. (laughs) (laughs) One day it will be invented, and then you can hear this part of the show. I mean, not this part. You just heard it. No, I'm I'm keeping that part in. Fuck. Wait, you better not take any of this out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seriously, what am I on for? This, just this. This is the outro. The outro right here is where it is. So it's a new thing over at Fantasy Football Breakdown. We're trying to get as many people on as we can, and but we're trying to get them out of the show. So then nobody will ever know who's been on the show. I mean, I'm on the show. I, I could be on the show all the time. Dude, Wait, are we doing should, the outro music again? You should come on way more. No, nope. this is the end of the outro. It's like Dude, J-Mike you- says, longest outro ever. <laughs> Aw, hi J-Mike.